Welcome to It's All About the Story, grief stories that connect us. This podcast takes you into the lives of people who have gone through loss and have come out the other side to experience joy again. Each story is someone's lived experience and reveals how wrestling with grief can turn loss into wisdom. You might even find some of these insights helpful in your own grief journey. Come, meet the people like yourself who have experienced loss and who now openly share their story with us. And now, here is your host, Rick Berg. Welcome to It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. I'm Rick Berg, your host, and it is good to be together today. Prior to beginning our program, I just want to thank our sponsors again, First Memorial Funeral Services and Garden Memories in Victoria, B.C. If you need their services, you can get a hold of Kevin Lewis at 250-658-5244. Again, that's 250-658-5244. Well, friends, it is good to be together, like I said before, and uh, I hope you're doing okay in the midst of COVID. All of us are finding challenging times and adapting to our circumstances, but it's hard for all of us. There's no doubt about it. But in the midst of uh, the challenges and the difficulties of life, we need to find stories of inspiration, of hope, of kindness, of generosity, and I think I found one. And uh, I'm really excited because uh, the story is called The Mystery of the Giving Tooks. Where did they come from? Do you know? And I really want to know whether or not the person who made all these tooks will reveal themselves is yet to be seen. However, I'm interested in this story. This story takes place in Westlock, Alberta. Uh, Three bags that were dropped off in the van. Three huge garbage bags full of colorful tooks. Knitted winter tooks. Who made them? Where did they come from? No one seems to know. It's a mystery. I heard this story from Sharon Rotier, who I'd like to bring on right now. Sharon Rotier is a home care nurse in Westlock, Alberta. And I'd like to welcome you to the show, Sharon. Good to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. This is fun. That's great. So, Sharon, I want to take you back a little bit to the discovery of those toques. What? When was the day you discovered them and what was going on in your mind? Well, for sure, right? Like as a home care nurse, um, we have a fleet vehicle that we use and we uh, travel around the countryside a little bit. And one day I discovered um, that there was three huge bags of toques or knitted something in the back of the fleet vehicle. And they were there every day, uh, week after week, after week. And I was wondering, like, what in the world? And it probably was March or April when I first saw them. Okay. And then it was well into July that I finally kind of took the bull by the horns with the girls in my office. And I said, where did they come from? Hey, like, and let me know. Like, and what do we do with them? Like, this is crazy. It's summertime and there's still three bags of, you know, right? In, in the, in the, uh, in the car. And nobody, absolutely nobody had any idea. Nobody said anything. And they finally just said, because I was starting to bug them and just say, we got to do something about this. We can't leave this stuff in here forever. And they said, well, go ahead. Just take them. 
And so I think it was probably beginning of uh, August by then. Then I, So then I took these three huge bags full home and I dumped them out on a big pile on my floor in the kitchen. I'm going, oh my gosh, red and white and gray and black and brown and blue and green and just, and they were all toques, right? And um, so then I thought, oh sheesh, what am I going to do with all these? Because there's... Oh, I, I'd hazard to guess there's a couple, uh, 300 in each bag at least. And, uh, just wow. A yeah, right? That's a, that's a lot, lot of toques that somebody had knit. Now, before we go into the, you know, to the story of, of what you did with those toques, um, I'm really curious and interested in your career as a home care nurse. Um, you know, we've we've heard lots of about the challenges of, of COVID nineteen upon those, especially the seniors, the elderly, perhaps uh, you know those who are maybe living alone. Uh, maybe they don't have family, or maybe they do, but they're not able to maybe visit or to get out to activities or do the things that I guess yeah. would bring them some joy and happiness. And I'm just wondering, you know, obviously you have a lot of experience as you go into these homes. You see firsthand as a a frontline worker, what they're experiencing. So can you just share a little bit before we get back to the tukes about, you know, what your perception is or the biggest challenges that are facing our, our seniors, I guess, especially? Yeah, it's a challenge, right? It's it's really hard on these people. Um, we've, as a healthcare service, we've had to cut back some services a bit, you know, just and part of it, they don't want us to come because they're a little afraid of us and our exposure to COVID or our possible exposure to it. And, and also, so we've had to really cut back to, you know, the bare, bare necessities. And yes, the loneliness is huge. Yeah, they, yeah, I visited an old guy yesterday and he just cried because he's just, Right, he's alone, and his wife died, and his sister died, and he's you know it, it's it's just really sad. And you you just just take a few moments and just listen to their story, mm-hmm. right? Because you have a little just a little bit of time, and and I'll be honest, um, if I'm at least six or more feet away, I will take because they don't know me. Some of them they've never seen me before. Yeah, I take down my mask for two seconds and just smile and just say, <laughs> I have a face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just so then when I put my, my mask back, that they know a little bit about even what I look like because otherwise they, they, you know, they don't see me, so they don't know me. And it's uh, it's just a very, very different, right? But yeah. uh, I, you know, we've seen families kick in more that they just have to help out the elderly because, you know, because we can't. Um, yeah, and it's hard in, in the in the the corporate living or the uh, like in the lodges where they all live together because as soon as one person gets a sniffle, then they kind of shut everybody down for a while, and then they open up and let's oh yeah yeah. Yeah, so not only they're kind of are they separated from maybe family, but also from maybe their friends that they, you know, would like to get together with. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know that uh, you know when I was living up in Westlock, you know, uh, go to some of the local coffee shops, and you know there'd be a group of seniors getting together, hanging out, regular times, regular places, catching up on the farm, catching up on the talk, just 
sharing life together, you know, with one another. And I, I, I suspect that that's kind of been taken away from many, right? Yes, very, very much so, right? Yeah, visiting is very, there's not much of that happening. I, you know, not in the restaurants or even in the homes, right? Things have really, really been shut down. Yeah. And it's one thing, I think, when you had the first wave come through, but now we're on a second one, and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty deep for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's what kind of intrigued me about the story of the, uh, of the Tukes a little bit. Um, you know, I've had a, some experience uh, in my career uh, visiting uh, seniors, you know, as a pastor. And, uh, you know, I was always intrigued by how they kept themselves busy, what they enjoyed doing in their life. Uh, in retirement, a lot of them, you know, they wanted to keep busy doing their own things. And I, I'm not okay. saying that the toques were necessarily made by women because they could be made by men too. But, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, you know, senior women that used to, you know, make toques and blankets and quilts and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff to, and, and give them away. And so when, when I heard this story about the toques, I guess I was thinking, like, well, who made these toques? Um, maybe they were important important part of someone's COVID experience of, of, of filling up their time by doing something, by creating, by knitting, you know, and then maybe giving, giving them away. And uh, so, I mean, did you see anybody knitting pukes when you went to visit anybody or, or any of that kind of activity or? Well, you see, you see some of that kind of activity, but I didn't, I can't say that I put the two together. You yeah. know, this particular person did this, right. And nobody's, anything nobody's asked anything so I, it's a real it's a still a real mystery i and like that's a lot of toques <laughs> so what did you decide what did you decide to do with those uh, three bags of, of, of beautiful toques after uh, you know they were sitting in your i guess your home in big piles <laughs> yeah i know right and i'm thinking well okay i'll be be honest the first one well like you know what i could wear a white one today and i can wear a green one tomorrow and i could wear it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then I <clears throat> I did contact um, FCSS in town, um, and, and they 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 just said that they had a lot of stuff already in in storage, and so at the at this time they didn't necessarily feel that they really needed them. And then the second group is uh, I think it's Healthy Hearts Healthy Homes. Uh, the parent link group and so they were very happy to receive a whole big bag full like yeah so they got you know over 300 toques and they were very happy about that right um and then well i i mentioned it to my kids so i have two kids in edmonton and two kids in the calgary area and so um yeah they were quite interested because they've got little kids and so then you you just think, okay, well, you can always use, have a few extra toques along, you know, um, uh, around. And my husband has a sandblasting painting business, and so he took a few over there to his guys. Uh, but the, And I think I mentioned to you when we had talked earlier that my one son and his wife, they live in southeast Edmonton, and they, uh, through this COVID thing, you know, they've been getting to know the neighbors a little bit more, just, you know, down walking down the streets. And and so they've made connections there. Um, my other daughter-in-law, she's got a, a, a beauty counter business. And so she she took a few as little gifts, you know, for her 
clientele. Um, and then, um, what else was I going to say? Well, then, you know, Halloween was coming. And, you know, you're trying to think of something safe and healthy and, and good for the neighbor kids that come by, right? And, and that's where um, we have connected with your grandchildren and with your lovely daughter, Kira, and her um, amazing husband, Jarrett, right? And we've known those kids. We've known those kids since they were little kids, and now they come by with their kids. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's just a delight, right? And so your your grandchildren were just wonderful. I had put out a display of toques, and I said, you know what? There's some old people in this community that made all these toques, and you know, what do you think? Would you like to have one? And they all smiled and said, sure. So I got them to pick one. And then I believe it was Connor who said, I wonder if we could take some of these, you know, to the school. I'm going, what a great idea. And so we got a little plastic Sobeys bag and each of them got to pick, I don't know how many they took, maybe 25 or so toques and stuffed them in this bag. And they were so excited to, um, to be able to take them to school and to share them with kids who don't have their own, right? And I just thought this is really fun, actually. <laughs> you know, all these toques are going hither and yon, and yeah. nobody really knows who made them, but it's going to make somebody else's day for sure. Yeah. Well, I know when, uh, I mean, this is where the story came to, to life for me uh, was on Halloween night, um, you know, uh, we uh, FaceTimed the kids, the grandkids, to see how they're their you know their night was going to see their costumes and and uh, they were more excited to to show us the toques that they were the, the you know the bagfuls of candy that they that they got I thought this is such a a cool idea that somebody somewhere yeah. you know has made these toques and they want them to go to someone to bless them to you know to to, to bring joy I suppose maybe into the life and. You know, it's it's really fascinating for me, Sharon, because I'll, as you know, I work a lot in the area of grief and loss. That's kind of my career. And, um, you know, this time of COVID, uh, it's hard on people. And, you know, the stress that people are going through because of the unknown, uh, because of not being able to perhaps meet with family or do the things that they used to do, uh, you know, financially people perhaps are a little bit stretched, maybe they can't give that Christmas gift like they have before. All those things, you know, result in, in stress. And and we know how difficult it is when we're stressed because our cortisol levels, uh, you know, they, they skyrocket in our lives. They go up and, uh, you know, that's just part of the how we protect our bodies through, our, through the cortisol levels. But if they become elevated, it becomes a little dangerous. But what's fascinating for me in my research is the the power and the strength that comes in giving, in serving people. And that's what really struck me about this story. Um, I've done a lot of research on, on, on why, why we should give. And it's, it's far beyond just it makes us feel good. There's actually, from a science perspective, something that happens within us that's very powerful. In fact, um, you know, research indicates that it kind of turns off that fight and flight response. It reduces our stress. Um, it pushes back negative emotions when we give. So if a person is angry or upset, when you actually do something for somebody else or give, it reduces those emotions. It actually makes us feel stronger and more energetic. 
um, you know, these happy hormones actually are released, the endorphins and the, you know, the dopamine, the serotonin, all those happy hormones within us are released when we actually give. And so when I was thinking about the giving toques, I guess I was thinking about two things. Number one, that person who made those, it was one, they must be really healthy because they're giving a lot. And also the message that we're giving to our children and to our grandchildren about the importance of giving. And again, this research is powerful that comes out of Stephen Post. He writes a book called uh, Why Good Things Happen to Good People. And in that particular book, he talks about giving as a young person and what it does for you in later life. Uh, And some of the findings I want to read because I just find they're powerful for us. Uh, He says, giving in high school predicts good physical and mental health all the way into late adulthood. So what we do when we're young impacts what we do and how we feel when we're old. Giving actually reduces mortality significantly in later life. So actually when you give, you live longer. Yeah, yeah. Giving, giving actually reduces adolescent, now listen to this, adolescent depression and suicide risk. Oh, wow. I mean, we're at a time, as COVID is, as you know, where the suicide um, levels are skyrocketing. Depression is deep within people's lives. And yet yeah. somehow giving has um, is a, something that we can do that will help us along the way. So when I was thinking about, you know, the giving, the giving tukes, you know, yeah. Mr. The Giving Tukes, and what you've done, you've helped to, you know, teach your children, grandchildren, those people in your area, the importance of giving um, as part of healthy living, part of healthy living. And I think at Christmas, during this holiday season, what a better thing we can offer, whether it's to that senior in isolation, you know, who mean not everybody has a family, not everybody has some, somebody can reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's lonely, somebody who's hurting, and it could be as simple as giving. Yes, right. a, a toque, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. So the you know, so it's a healthy thing to do uh, you know, to give something away. So I don't know about you, Sharon, but I, I would like to meet that person okay. <laughs> who made those toques. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are listening today uh, on this podcast. Um, we're wondering if you can help Sharon and I find this person or persons. Let us know who this might be. Uh, we'd yeah. like to thank them for contributing to life in a way that they might think was small, but yet it might be bigger than they think. So if you had a chance to meet this person, Sharon, yeah. what would you say to them? Oh, wow. Well, I'd probably say, do you have a moment that we can actually chat? Because then I'll tell you where all your toques went. And all the happy people, you know, all the happy recipients of 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 your gift, right? Because yeah, I'd like to see, even to see the kids, uh, the looks on your grandkids' faces to go home with new toque, you know, and then knowing that they also had more tukes to to bring to school, like it's just a pay it forward thing, right? It just it, it just like the ripples in a pond. It's just amazing. So it would be really fun to. Uh, to share and just also just to you know let them know what a blessing that was you know how many hundreds of people did you bless with all these toques with all you know you're sitting in your room i'm just imagining you know they're sitting in their room being home 
because he can't go out. And, and if these ladies or you know, maybe men, you know, if they're anything like my mom, they, they just go dig in the cupboard and find all the, the yarn they can find. And they got to use every little bit. And so, you know, some of those toques have a little bit of green and a little bit of blue and a little, you know, all in one because you got to use up every little bit, right? But, but what fun. It blesses them to actually empty their closets and then, you know, bless somebody else, right? Well, I'm looking forward to my toque because um, uh, okay. they laid out the toques, uh, the grandkids, and they asked Grandma and I from Victoria, B.C., which one we wanted. Uh, we were going to pick them up at Christmas, but more than likely we're going to have to wait. We don't need a lot of toques out here in Victoria, to be honest with you. Yeah, but right. I'd be happy to wear a giving toque from Westlock, Alberta, from somebody who obviously has a kind heart and who wanted to reach out and bless somebody else. So um, I just wanted to thank you again, Sharon. Uh, for sharing this story and hopefully we can find out uh, who how many or who what what uh, uh, contributed yeah, to yeah. Those bags. so please if you're listening to this podcast uh, reach out to Sharon and I and let us know so again this is uh, it's all about the story um, and I'd like to thank you for being here uh, today again we'd like to thank our sponsors First Memorial Funeral Services and Guard of Memories in Victoria, B.C., for sponsoring our program. And again, uh, Sharon, thanks again for uh, sharing your story with us uh, today. Yes, you're quite welcome. It was my pleasure. So enjoy when you get it. Thanks so much. And everybody out there, take good care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. We hope this podcast was encouraging to you. There are so many different types of loss. Why not take time to listen to some of the other unique stories in this podcast series? Feel free to share them with family, friends, neighbors. If you'd like to receive notifications about the next episode in the series, please subscribe And we'll make sure you don't miss out. We hope that you'll be joining us again on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us with host Rick Berg. Take good care.